Blog Talk Radio. From all over the world, people are beginning to come together to join hands and to give praise to our Lord. From every denomination, we are breaking down the barriers that have kept us apart for so long. Together, we are all members of one body. Because of the blood of Jesus, we have now become the people of God. With our lips, let us say one confession. With our hearts, hold to one truth alone. Because He has erased our transgression. He's named us and called us His own, His very own. Well, the people of God, called by His name, called from the dark and delivered from shame. One holy race, saints everyone, because of the blood of Christ, Jesus the Son. Called by his name, 
Called from the dark, delivered from shame. Delivered from shame out, brother Seth. Because he hath taken away our sin, brothers and sisters, and through the blood of Christ we can walk boldly into that throne room and have a relationship with Yah of Israel. Truly we're the people of God. It's not based on our works, brothers and sisters. So many of us is captivated by our works. But we have to tell ourselves and remind ourselves that truly, 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 we are the people of Yah. Well, my name is Brother Seth, and I'm coming at you right here on the Five Swimstone Network. And we want to thank you for your time tonight. Tonight is open forum, brothers and sisters. What does that mean? Open forum means whatever is on your spirit, that's what we're talking about. Whatever's on your heart, that's what we're talking about, brothers and sisters. So I can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough for your time and your devotion. Some of you have been riding with us since 2011. We really appreciate that, brothers and sisters. We really appreciate it. Tonight I just want to remind everybody that um, if you're going to be speaking or want to speak on the show tonight, it's not a problem. Just let us know by simply pressing 1 if you're on the phone lines, and we'll bring you on. And if uh, you're in the chat room and you want us to... um, mention what you're saying or you have a question or something, put question marks before and after, okay? And we'll get to those questions as soon as possible. Um, I want to remind everybody to uh, those of you that really have been making over this show, some of you, I don't think you're lying, some of you really, really enjoy this show. I want to remind you to go ahead and follow us. It's just that simple. Follow us. Those of us that do blogs, we want our presence big as possible. We get more respect. We get more listeners. It seems like the more people follow, the more you, li- the more people follow. So don't understand how that works, but that's the way it is in the blogging world. So I want to, again, uh, thank you for those uh, devoted followers. I know I keep saying it, but I really appreciate you. And I was thinking about people that some of y'all had missed the show some of y'all have went on to start other shows. Some of y'all are influencing people with what you're learning on this show. And I can't thank you enough. Um, and I'm sure the most high appreciate what you're doing because if you are indeed getting truth that make you free and you are sharing that, that is what I think part of this life is all about. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. But we have enough, I think, to liberate many people in many areas. And I thank the Father for it. I'm learning, and I, um, I'm i yet to learn. And there's a lot of people I listen to. And um, when I get things that liberate, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you right now, I share it. I share it, and sometimes I share it right here on Blog Talk Radio. If I find something that's liberating, it works especially every time I apply it, look for me, look for Brother Seth to be talking about it at some point uh, as the Father, as the Spirit lead. And um, speaking of that, the Spirit lead, brothers and sisters, if you allow me just to kind of buy a little time here for our coworkers to come. You know, our coworkers, a lot of our co, uh, co-hosts, I'm sorry, a lot of our co-hosts are extremely busy, and I just thank for coming on. And uh, when I see more of them in the house, I'll just... Um, kind of go to them, but brothers and sisters, listen, 
you know, there's a lot of this. The Bible talks about people with itching ears, itching ears. And I try my best, try my best not to be one of those people. What I mean by that, there are people that just like to just hear stuff, just to hear some controversial. They like to just, they're bored at night or they're bored in the daytime or they're bored in the middle of the day and they tune into blogs. But they're no different than those that go to churches and just go in there just, just in the, you know, just routine. I, I want y'all to understand something my brother said. I try my best as a creator of this five stone engine that could, as I like to call it. I try my best to not have shows where we're just talking for the sake of talking. Number one, people are very precious. And one of the things, the, uh, 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 when the father called me to preach, one of the fears I had, brothers and sisters, was... Um, one reason I did want to preach was because when you preach, you are responsible for people's lives. You know, it's like a school teacher or a coach. Whenever you're influencing young people or even older people, you're responsible, brothers and sisters, for what the things you say. And you can say, well, they should be, they should go and research, da da da. Yeah, they should. They should. But you introduce this truth or this information. And a lot of people are going to go and act out on what you're saying until they see better. And if you put out something that's going to cause people to stumble, guess what? Your hands are not innocent. And does it stop you from entering to the Father's presence? I don't think so. But in this natural realm, where we don't have a covenant per se, in this flesh, because our covenant is with our spirit, with our spirit we sit in heavenly places. There's there's no scriptures as far as our bodies other than the fact that we have the spirit of the Most High in us to help discipline this body. But folks, in this realm, you're going to be judged, I believe, by just just laws set in the universe. Anyway, I won't get too deep in that. But the bottom line I'm trying to say is I really try my best not to just be saying any old thing. I try my best to be about something, to be about purpose, to be about I'm shooting an arrow every time we have these shows. I'm firing. I'm, I'm aiming at something every one of these shows. And I try to pick co-hosts that are doing the same. And at the same time, I'm glad I thought to say this, I cannot control co-hosts, be it when they flow in the spirit, be it when they flow in the flesh or other. I, I can't, I don't control them. I can just pick the best of the best of I can of people and just let the Father use them like I know he have in the past. I pick people who I think the Spirit really can speak through. Now, do that happen all the time with them or myself? I can't say that, brothers and sisters. I can just say that the Bible talks about there being safety in the multitude of counsel. And when you have four or five co-hosts, that's canceled for real. And so I try my best to pick people that can get a word to, to the Father, that can uh, definitely um, hear from the Father, that can understand the script. So this is why and how we wind up with uh, Brother Kenwin Castleberry, Brother Purcell Porsche, um, Brother John Clark, 
Sister Eliana Batia, and even Pastor Chris, whenever he joins us, and, and, uh, and even people in the past, like Brother Ella Shure. These are why these individuals come on the line. And so, again, Five Stone is just some brothers and sisters that are really trying to speak what the Father is saying on these open matters we have on Thursday night. Uh, uh, on Monday nights when we have the uh, current events, uh, the goal of the show is to interpret what's happening in our world, in our state, in our city, and even in our homes from a biblical perspective. And then on Sunday nights, I try my best to go into the what I call the bowels of America, the, the, the engine of America, the very fabric we stand on in America, which I believe is the religion of white supremacy. And the whole purpose of that is just to reveal, the whole purpose of all these shows is to expose the enemy, expose the enemy, because you're in good, you're in good shape once you can see the enemy, but you're in better shape once you can defeat the enemy. So we try to put out things to expose the enemy and we put out try to put out things to defeat the enemy. It's just that simple. It is just that simple, brothers and sisters. Okay. So brothers and sisters tonight 14th of July 2022 and the 15th of tomorrow's you celebrating the Hebrew calendar our year is 2022 Hebrew year 5782 Thursday night and uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines and bring on uh, first Foremost, Brother John Clark. Um, so let's go all the way to Inglewood, California. All right. So, uh, so uh, Brother John Clark, your line is open. How are you doing tonight, my brother? Okay, sound like he's in the middle of a business deal. So I'm going to skip. Y'all remember John does business. Uh, I don't. A lot of y'all don't know this, but he, he's a mortgage broker, selling like in the middle of a client. Anyway, that's what I mean. Folks do doing these shows in between business deals, and so let's go all go all the way to Tyler, Texas, and get the one and only brother Kenwin Casper. We'll bring on brother John once he finishes up there with his client. Brother Kenwin, go ahead and say hello to the people. Shalom, shalom, family. Glad to be in. Glad everybody can make it. Well, glad to glad to hear your voice again, brother. Thank you for tuning in as co-host tonight. We really appreciate it, uh, brother Kenwin. Um, I wanted to uh, don't forget to, to remind me to talk about something we picked up on Facebook. I want to bring that into this open forum, not at this time, but just don't forget, don't let me forget that. Okay, all right. All right, all about right. Job, about Job, yeah, about Job. I definitely want to bring that up, about Job. Um, and so, brothers and sisters, while we're waiting on Brother John, Brother John, if you can hear me, just press 1 when you're available, brothers. That'll, that'll make it really simple. So I also forgot a few things in my opening um, that i like to get a, get, move, uh, get a, um, I can slow down. 
uh, to get out of the way before I start to, uh, the uh, serious uh, uh, meat of the program. I want to remind everybody to share the program when it's a blessing to you. Copy and paste that address at the top, the www. Um, 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 blog talk radio, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Copy and paste that and send it to a friend, and uh, paste it to a friend. And uh, if these shows are indeed a blessing, eye-opening, awakening, or enlightening you, please, brother, share the blessing. Share, share. You'd be surprised to know how many people would thank you for that. All right. You know, don't forget my email. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, it's seth.m.turner at gmail.com. And, folks, if you're listening online and you uh, want to get in on action, again, again, the phone number is 914-205-5590. All right? Brother Ken Wynn, uh we're going to jump right into it, brother. Um, I had uh, Brother Ken Wynn and I talk a lot on Facebook, and uh, we posted uh, – I had spoken – actually, I'm going to go ahead and go to Facebook and read – Something I sent to everybody, y'all that are listening, really pay attention to this because this is a, this is some serious, serious uh, dialogue with the brother uh, Kenwin Calsberry all the way up in Tyler, Texas. I put this on the the internet earlier, and we had some comments about it, and we would love for you to get in on the conversation. Okay, um, here's what transpired. I put this message on Facebook. And Brother Kenwin um, disagreed, I think, in some areas. Right. Here we go. I type this. If your earthly father does not want to take your life, why would your heavenly father want to create you to take your life? You know, I post this. Let me just back up and just say one thing. I post this because many people are saying when babies die, God took them. When teenagers die, God took them. When young people die in their 20s, God took them. People are quick to say God take them. God took them, especially at funerals. They're quick to say God took them. God took them. And I believe with every fiber of my being that is not true. I used to believe that way, but I don't believe that way anymore. I believe the Father came, sent his son that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He constantly speaks of longevity. And so I see all these people that are just burying folks early and not taking no responsibilities for their death and just feel like, well, it was God. Not understanding that the Father give us the authority in this realm. He owns the earth in the fullness of the Bible says. He owns the the, the furniture in the earth, I should say, the moon, the stars, I call it the furniture, the trees. Operate on this earth, you have to be a man. You have to be born of a woman. If you're on this earth and you're not born of a woman, you're here illegally. Nobody have grounds to be on this earth. Operating in the flesh without coming through a man. Now, spirits can tempt us and talk to us and all this, but they can't have a body and operate on this earth without the will of man. Show it to them in the scriptures. Even demon spirits, they have to trick man, lie to man, and get them to allow them to come into them, and then they can operate that man. So does the Holy Spirit. So death, I believe, is 
something man control. When it's time for you to die, I do believe that the Father receives you. And because the Father receives you, and there's scriptures talking about the Father, know when that day is going to be, and he receives you. People confuse that with he's taking you. I don't think he's taking you at all. He's taking you by way of, yes, receiving you from this realm. He's the one that, you know, I, I do think the death angel come and, you know, all that. But I don't think the death angel or the most high just come whenever they want. I think it's man's will, how he lives his life. So anyway, after I gave you all that, now I'll go ahead and read what I said on Facebook and what Brother Kenwin can share what he said. So I posted this from the thoughts that I just said. If your earthly father doesn't want you to doesn't want to take your life, why would your heavenly father want to create you and take your life? He promised long life. We make choices or lack the opportunity for choices, probably because of ignorance, for our protection against evil, sickness, the flesh, and evil spirits. Remember the thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy us and our loved ones' lives before they live fully. One more time. Remember, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy us and our loved ones' lives before they have lived fully. Otherwise, why did God create the body to fight, to rebuild itself, to live daily if he wants to take our lives? God does not have authority on the earth, but man does. One more time. God does not have the authority on the earth, but man does. The only authority on the earth is when man gives it to God. It's not that we're more powerful than God. This is a side road. Brothers, it's not, more, it's not that we're more powerful than God. It's just that when he made the earth, he had all authority, and he gave it to us. People think because I say he don't have authority, I'm taking something from God. No, he the one gave it. I'm not taking nothing from the Father. We wouldn't have nothing if he wouldn't have gave it to us. But he did give us the authority. So one more time, God does not have the authority on earth, but man does. It was given to him, man, by God. Just because God receives us when we pass before he wills doesn't mean he gives us short-lived lives. He just simply receives all of us out of this realm whenever our time is up according to what he deems based on our choices or lack of choices. The Father loves us, preserve life, especially for the righteous. This is what I put on Facebook, brothers and sisters, and I mean it, I mean it, I mean it, and I could be dead wrong. I always could be dead wrong in anything I say. But when I look at the scriptures and look at people living to be thousands of years of old and how sin wasn't as prevalent as it is now, how they live long, long life, why didn't the Father take people that was two years old in? Nobody was saying that. Why didn't the Father take people when they was 25 years old? People living thousands of years. Now sin in the picture and we don't live that long. In some kind of way we blame it on God. Brother, um, it's no more fair, Brother... Um, 
Kenwin, and you respond uh, in your own time frame, please. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, the problem, I think, that struck a, a point of interest was the authority part. Uh, I, I, I'm a little different, bro. Um, I believe that the Father is watching us as we speak right now. Uh, he can intervene if he chooses to. He does not. That's part of our punishment. That's, I mean, that's what I believe. And I think that Satan is doing his thing right here on this earth. I think there's angels doing their thing on earth. I think there's demons doing their thing. Uh, I, I think that we're from a, we look at it from a perspective of trying to figure out what it's all about. You know what I mean? And that's why we need spiritual warfare in the first place. Because there's a lot going on in the individual, you know, in the visible, you know. Uh, but yes, I'm definitely I don't I don't count the Most High out, not at all. And I think that's the point of contention. And I went to the Book of Job to to prove my point that the Most High is watching Job. He sees Job. Um, Job was an upright walking man, righteous man. Yet he he made a, a terrible mistake, uh, a mistake that wasn't uh, really his fault. He didn't see it coming, but it's a lesson for us all to see. And the lesson that we got from Job is that he's trying to block every way, thinking that the Most High, you know, that that's the reason why the Most High blessing him is because he's doing all these type of things. And he was leaning to those devices or those uh, routines that he was doing, as in that's his type of protection, as if he knew God's every move and his every thought. He thought he knew God that well. Uh, And so it boggled his mind when all that he had kind of fell down around him. And that's when his wise men came and tried to figure out what was what was really going on because it was that obvious that the most high is behind it. Um, so I thought that whole story was uh, a good way to prove my point that the most high is definitely involved in all our lives. And he chooses to take who he takes. He chooses to bless who he's going to bless. Uh, period. Uh, we don't, we, we should it's a mystery knowing how the most I think to me. That's the way I believe, you know. Um, and I could be dead wrong, everybody. But it's how I see the Father. He does what he want to do. And I can't figure him out. And, you know, and when somebody claims they can, I look at them sideways, period. I'm going to pass the mic to you there, so. Well, I don't, just for the record, I don't, I don't know that I've said I can figure the father out, number one. But I think it's nothing wrong if the fathers say, I like apples, but I don't like oranges. And people come on and say, well, we don't know what the father like. You're not quite saying this, brother, just so you I'm not talking about you per se. But it's like people say, well, you can't understand the father. Well, yeah, I can about apples and oranges. So when I talk with authority, And that's one thing I've been known to do. People talk about how I talk so boldly. I talk with authority. And sometimes it gets me in trouble because people that are not confident hear me talking confident and say, well, who are you and how do you know what you know? You not know blah, 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 blah. 
Now, you didn't say all that, brother, just in your defense. But people do want to know, how do you know what you know? Why do you say what you say? What's your proof? Where are you getting that from? The Bible speaks very clearly. And uh, we can read a little of the scriptures here, brothers and sisters. I don't necessarily want to turn to a Bible study, but y'all know the Spice Moves on Network, and everything we try to do is Bible-based. We're open with our topics, but we try our best to, because otherwise we're just people talking and philosophizing. And I don't believe in the philosophies of man because we're too young. I like to refer to the older things as proven things, you know, that's proven themselves over the centuries. And that's why I go to revert back to Scripture. Now, the Bible talks about the earth being the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth being the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And it talks about his man, how he has put all things under his man. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, Brother Kenwin, can you do my favor? All right. All right. Turn to Psalms 24 and start at the first verse reading. Oh, oh, no, I can't I can't read at the moment. There's self I'm driving. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not a problem. So what I want to do is I want to turn to Psalms 24. And I want to just start reading for those of you that don't have your Bibles out. It's not a problem. You know, we, again, this is not necessarily a Bible study, but I'm going to read from you, read to you uh, what it says here. Psalms 24: The earth is the Lord, is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof; the world and they that dwell therein. For He has founded upon the seas and established upon the floods. Okay. That is not what I meant to, to go with. Hold on, I think I'm talking about y'all. Bear with me. I'm trying to watch the boys see who come in when, and uh, that is not what I meant. So give me a second. I'm trying to find where it talks about, and he has put all things under man. So I think that's going to be, let's see here. I want to go to 1 Corinthians 15, because Brother Kenwin is driving. And so I will just read this in his... Instead, very interesting conversation. Death is no joke. People want to know, why did God take my mama? Why did God take my daughter? Why did God take my this? Why did God take my that? And I don't believe God took none of it. I said, I don't believe God took none of it. I think he received them. He, you know. He knew when they was what what they're gonna do for they did it. <laughs> I don't think he did. He said, "Okay, I want you now." I think this is how I believe it. The Bible talks about how He's given man um, His Spirit won't always strive with man. He talks about Him giving 120 years. I think the Father gives every human being 120 years. And those years are tampered with from the conception of this fetus or whatever you want to call this newborn. Parents influence the life of their fetus, of their, of their uh, I quit saying that, 
of this of this baby as soon as he con- he or she is conceived. With whether or not they're on drugs, whether or not their bodies are healthy, you're told all your life, eat right, take care of your body, because it can affect your baby. So you get pregnant, your body ain't right. Let's start, it probably starts with their parents for not eating right. So they produce children. We're told if we don't eat right, we can produce children with, with deficiencies. So we make decisions, we have children, their bodies are a certain way, then they have children. But we're told if we eat right, we can correct some things, even if we do mess up. So it starts with that. So babies come into the earth, either malnutrition or nutrition, full of nutrition. We're supposed to be praying and covering our children every single day. Father, thank you for this day. Protect me as I go. We don't do that. So there's all types of influence, evil spirits, this world, uh, social pressures, all types of things that influence our life and our livelihoods and our quality of life and our quality of spiritual life. So we produce these children. Y'all, I'll I'll come telling y'all the truth tonight. We produce these children a lot of times just, and we just put them out in the world for Satan to just ravage. They don't know their spiritual rights. We don't know our spiritual rights. And Satan loves that. The Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowing. So because we don't walk with the Most High, encourage our children to walk with the Most High, effectively give them an example of us walking with the Most High, problems come. They get a hold of folly. The Bible warns us, in the scripture talks about folliness being in children. So we should be aware and know, okay, they're going to be following their teenage years. So you're supposed to be really watching your child and being a good parent, knowing where they go. Now, I'm not I'm talk, talking as though I got it all together. I don't. A lot of this I'm talking, I lived it. So when our kids wind up in harm's way, we go blaming God. I think that is so unfair. I think that is so unfair. He he has done nothing but warned us how to live, what to do, what not to do. He, he he does. Brothers and sisters, he does. So when we don't follow his way, we look up, things are rough, and we got the audacity to blame the Father. I said we have the audacity to blame the Father. It's not right. So that brings into the scripture. And hopefully, Brother Cameron, can you hear echoing? You don't hear echo, do you? Uh, No, I don't, not from my end, I don't. Good, good, good. That's just me. That's good. That's my phone. I got a backup. All right. So let's go to the scriptures and read. All right. This is 1 Corinthians 5. Okay. Scripture says, I'll start at verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. 
then the incoming. When he shall put down delivered, hold on, that's talking about, he must reign. That's not it. Y'all bear with me. Y'all, see, I'm showing my rust right now. But I'm going to find the scripture. I'm, talking, I'm looking for the scripture where it talks about how um, he has given authority to man. So I'll find it, brothers and sisters. Believe that. But let me just finish my point, and then I'm going to go back to what I was saying, okay? And, Brother Kim, when I see you back. All right. So listen. This, I'm going to share this, and then I'm going to go to the scripture. Y'all bear with me, okay? I, I'm, I don't have a sound guy tonight, so it's just me. I normally have a moderator, and I can work on uh, looking at the lines and pulling up scriptures, and I'm doing having to do it all tonight. So I want to just share this. Though scripture talks about how the Father made the earth, but the authority in the earth belongs to man. The authority in the earth belongs to man. Let me ask you a question, brothers, just to kind of demonstrate it in another way. Why do we have to pray that Christ come? The Bible says pray that he come. If he's coming, why put more on us talking to the One would say to the Father, why would you put it on us to pray? We already got enough stuff to pray. Why do we need to pray that the Son come? It's because nothing happened in this earth realm without the Father's permission, without our permission. Nothing happened in this earth realm without our permission. Now, that's for a space of time. Now, as far as the coming, when the sun come, when at the end of the earth come, the new, the new heaven, the new earth, now that the Father has, but that's not just the earth. That's something else happening. It's almost like for a given amount of time, we have the authority in this realm. But after that time is up, then the Father comes in and do what he's going to do when he set up a new kingdom and all of this stuff. But until that time, man has the authority in the earth, not the Father. I know that sounds crazy, but people keep hearing me to say, God, we're more powerful than God or something like that. That's not what I'm saying. It's kind of like this. A mortgage company owns your home. Excuse me. <coughs> a mortgage company owns your home. They own the home, but they give you the authority inside the home. If the president of that mortgage company come in your house 3 o'clock in the morning saying he owns this mortgage company and he owns your house, you're paying your loan to him. He's just busting your house at 5 o'clock in the morning. You could kill him. It's not his. He gave it the authority to you. No judge is going to say, well, sir, I know you own the house, but, you know, because you go on now, you just go in anytime you want. No. You're disrespecting the fathers the way I see it by saying, I don't have no power. He said, I gave you the power, Adam. I don't have it. I just I don't have no authority. He said, I gave you the authority. This started in with Adam. The Bible talks about him giving him all authority. Come on, brothers and sisters. No, really and truly, Adam had all authority. He gave it to him. And just because Adam walked in that authority as a man, not only naming the animals, everybody wants to talk about that, but this man was command birds would come to him and stuff and feed him. And Adam had the authority over the animals. 
think about that for a minute. Some of y'all say, oh, no, nobody can order the animals around but God. That's not true. There's prophets that make the sun stand still. I mean, you might say the most I did it, but didn't he do it with the help of the, 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 the Moses and them ordering stuff and commanding things? There's, there's men that have broken the very laws of gravity. You might say, with well, the laws of gravity, only God, he controls that. Really? How did man break it? How did man break stuff that's God's? I think most men don't know, don't operate in their authority. They never do it, so we always assume it's of God. That was a man who was scheduled to die. And... <laughs> Bear with me, brothers and sisters. This this is really a lot, to be honest with y'all. I'm telling y'all everything's going on with me, but I'm I'm telling y'all, when I hear this topic right here, I get a little bit emotional. I think about my brother, who had a daughter, and uh, her daughter was killed by. Uh, I'm not emotional over this, everybody. Just so y'all know. Um. Daughter was killed by a motorcycle, Brother Kingwin. And uh, my brother to this day don't understand why. And I wish he was listening to this show. So his daughter's playing. Um, and while she was playing, somebody was riding a motorcycle, a motorcycle killed a girl. At the funeral, folks were saying that God wanted Little Tink, that's her name, to play in his garden. This is the kind of dumb stuff we hear in their funerals. No disrespect to the pastors. they just doing what they know to do, but it is sad. God needed her to play in his garden, so he's going to have somebody run on a motorcycle, run up and hit the little girl, kill her, break her bones in front of everybody because he needed her to play in his garden. This is the kind of foolishness I'm talking about. I'm not saying Brother Ken when he's saying all this. But this is where, I, where I'm at with this. We just had another young lady die, you know. She was with some young people who weren't supposed to be in our family. And car flipped over. They was going really fast. And she died. And he's, you know, again, these pastors all over the country and world is saying things like God needed her to come on home. Really? Why would he call a baby two days home? Baby just born. Lord wanted to play in the flower. Why did he send her? Oh, brother, you treading on trip. Oh, you trying to tell God what to do? No, I'm not trying to tell God what to do. I'm trying to say, look at His word. That ain't God's will that that baby go. Did the did God know that she was going to die? Yes. Now, if you want to say he came to get her because it was her time, I agree with you there. He comes to get all of us. But it don't mean he's calling us like, okay, now it's time. I think he knew that the baby was going to die, and he knew the time she was going to die. So in that regards, he came because I already know what y'all going to do. You're not going to trust my word. You're not going to walk in my word. Or this person is going to act out under the influence of an evil spirit. There comes the evil spirit right there. They're not going to stop that evil spirit. They're not going to catch that evil spirit. Oh, here we go. He already knows certain things going to happen, so he comes to get the baby after after everything. 
So what's blocking him from stopping the motorcycle? What's blocking him from stopping the car that's going to flip? What's blocking him? All kinds of time when people almost do like they talk about hearing voices say, don't do this, don't do that. I think the father is in all these situations trying his best to preserve us, not take our lives. Brother King, when I've spoken a lot, go ahead and share it. And I want to talk, go to uh, everybody, go to Isaiah 38, uh, and we'll talk about Hezekiah. All right. Well, the, the Father, uh, if we study the Father on his past decisions or past things he'd have said, what he have done already, uh he always have motives, motives that we can't even quite fathom. He would literally take an example. Okay, well, uh, hmm. well, uh, we can make the argument that King David's child, uh, that he had uh, killed a man for his wife and had that baby, and uh, the Most High killed that baby. We can make that argument. Well, we can say that, the, you know, the baby died from natural causes. But the scriptures were pointing to the fact that the Most High said that baby is going to uh, die. So we know that the Most High, yeah, it was created. The baby was indeed created. But the Most High took that baby to humble David as a sign for David because, uh, well, we know that he's a jealous God too. Uh, we're all vulnerable uh, in this world. Um, no, I can't, can none of us escape death. Uh, life is a vapor. Okay, let's take one. I'm not scared of what? For a while, so I don't want not, to jump back in. But you're saying loaded things and I'm sure I'm saying loaded things. Whenever I say loaded things, feel free but to ask a clarification question as well. You think like this is, okay, go ahead. I'm just going to try to make it loaded and just let you go for a while because I've been talking a while. It's not fair. Just, so I'm going to try to make a note and come back to what you're saying. Repeat what you just said, please. Uh, the most high, he'll, he'll take, we are, well, our lives are vapor here just a vapor and we should live our lives just as that as a vapor all right we should uh follow his commandments and we uh pray for longevity pray pray that we see tomorrow uh the mo- it's all his will if we make it to see tomorrow but he'll he'll in order to, to teach you a lesson or to humble you or to strengthen you He's, he, he has been known to uh, uh, take all type of methods to get your attention. If the most high is zooming in on you or whatever. I, it's, the way I look at it is that he's in full control of every single life. And we just got to um, literally, I, we got to literally take it all in, man, and just take it. I, I'm, I'm kind of like that pastor that he was describing. Uh, and, uh, you know, the playing in the garden, God's garden, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm, I don't want to get into reincarnation or things of that nature, 
But the most high, he put lies in this world and he take lies out. He'll take whatever from you. Not not that that person that he took from you uh, did anything wrong, but it could be a message to you. Either humble I mean, I, yourself. Okay, go ahead. Man is a hater. I'm gonna have a book here in, in five seconds. Cause you saying everything coming out of your mouth is just, uh, and it's all good. First of all, let me get my it set out. So hopefully you can hear me okay. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you now. Yeah, I hear you better. All right, all right. So listen, number one, people say. The Father does this, that, and the other to humble you. I, I can kind of um, believe yeah. but here's here's how I believe that. I think people are praying prayers like this. Father, please help me. You just don't say those words because he's going to do that. Humble me, Lord. Show me my wrong. And then people are praying for you. This is why we're supposed to be part of churches, part of fellowships, where we will be interceded on behalf of. People will be interceding for us. And all of these prayers, it gives the Father legal ground coming to our lives. But if nobody was praying for me, and I wasn't praying for myself, this might sound a little controversial. I really don't care because I'm going on the scriptures and what I see. Everything you say that the Father do in the scriptures, I think there's a reason for it. Now, Job, to me, is one thing. I believe there's people called to be martyrs. Okay, why are their life taken like Apostle Paul and another person intercede and angels come and let them out of prison. Are all of us going to be martyrs? No. But when you have martyrs in the faith, it goes to show you the depth of dedication we all need. We're supposed to live our lives as though we could be martyrs. In other words, giving it all up. There should be examples of people that gave their life that's a whole new different kind of doctrine than somebody's scared to get a life and always talking about this doctrine, but they don't ever want to die for it. So we have martyrs. We have people that are, uh, that are just abused. And then we have other people that the Father comes through and deliver. I'm just concerned about people that think all of us are supposed to be martyred all the time. It's always bad. He all you don't know what he's going to do. He's just killing us, giving us, putting sickness. This teaching is error. It's error. Everybody want to use Job. Number one, Job was on a different covenant than we are today. Job had to offer up sacrifices for his sins. We don't do that today. We don't know how he offered the sacrifice. The Bible does say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because folk like to jump on Job's wagon, and then a different covenant Christ that came changed the whole ball game, And they want to act like Christ came, and we just Job. Everybody want to be Job. My point is, understand, what if we didn't have a Job? 
Satan, where are you going? I'm going throughout the whole earth to see. Have you considered my servant Job? The Father wanted to show us, I believe, an example of a man, how dedicated he was. And he said, you go everything, everything, everything he have, you can have, but you cannot take his life. I'm talking about that, the life right now, not stuff that can be taken. How come he didn't say you could take his life, everything? We needed this story. If he went to Job's life, Job would have been like one chapter, been over with. But we watched the man go through pain and misery, stayed, stayed with the father. And that's what martyrs go through. They do everything right, and then they walk right, and they beheaded. Tells us, this is how you live your life, saints. That's what I get from that. But to go and think everybody's going to be a Job, we don't know what God's going to do. He may take you, he may kill you, he may this, he may that. You could be a martyr. But it ain't going to be the bulk of the people. It's not going to be everybody. It never was in the church everybody. They martyr all of the all of the books in the book of Acts. Everybody came to the father at 5,000. They ain't all getting more. Mur- it ain't not people that do that much murdering. It'd be like having to murder people all day long. It was saints everywhere. And there's saints that prayed and the father delivered them, delivered them, delivered them from this miracles of people being spared. Even the Old Testament, saints. People calling bears out of the woods for it's up for, to, to, for punishment. These prophets wasn't no joke. So just because some people suffer, we we is is not thinking. To be honest with you, it, it could be cut. No, it's just not black people. I can't say that. But I just noticed a lot of us just cleave to a lot of these teachings, and we just feel like. Oh, you don't know what God's going to do. You don't know what God's going to do. I'm not trying to say I know what he's going to do, but he's already said in his word many things he's going to do. Why should I act like I don't know what he said he said what he said? Now, if he didn't say it on the matter, okay, he didn't say it on the matter. We don't know. We don't know. He didn't say nothing. He didn't say nothing on it. We don't know. But once he says something on it, we are supposed to say what he say. Once he declares something, Brother Kenwin, we're supposed to declare what he declare. Yes, it does say the secret thing belongs to the Lord. I understand, but I'm not talking about no secret thing if he done said how he feel about the matter. Secret thing is stuff he ain't talked about. He ain't never told us nothing about. That's a secret. But if he done said 19,000 times, gave us 25,000 examples, why are we walking around right here like we don't know what we're doing? That's all I'm saying. Please comment. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to – are we still talking about why the Father does what he does? Or so your why? position is that the, it wasn't the Father that did it. Is That's your position? My position is is, is this. We're talking about the, the, the blog, the, the Facebook post out that brought all this conversation up. I was talking about people that's claiming God is killing folk. Babies born, die the next day, they God leave them to come play in his garden. Little kids killed by people. Big old bullet go to their heart and pass the tongue by God, called her home because he needed her. That's a lie from the pit of hell, man. That bullet went through her because somebody shot her that was full of evil. The 
the reason why the child wasn't protected is she wasn't covered by her family. She was people wasn't tuned into the spirit. There's angels that was trying to protect that baby. Angels can't just make stuff happen. They talk to men. They try to get us to respond. If we if we're so out of our spiritual sensitivity, we can't hear. I just don't believe the Bible says it like this. Angels have been sent here to minister to those that have been heirs of salvation. Either that's a lie or that's the truth. Either they were sent here to minister to those that be heirs of salvation or not. When they was praying in a place for Peter and some angels went and broke him out of prison, either that's for us today or not. If they broke out Peter out of prison, would they break somebody today out of prison? Oh, no, brother. I'm just saying, do we believe this book or not? I'm saying to you, submitting to you and all of the listeners, that I believe his power is real today. Now, do that, do, am I talking like I do have some testimonies, and I'll share that if time permit here, because I want people to know this ain't just Brother Seth. And I'm talking about a regular old guy who struggled with things on this earth, but the Father's come through for me, man. If if he would just want to take my life, I'd have been taken a long time ago. I don't think it's the father taking people young. I think it's the choices of those people. It's the choices of their parents. It's the way they're raised. It's their knowledge level. You know, my people perish for a lack of knowing or not knowing. My people perish for a lack of knowledge, lack of knowing. People suffer for not knowing God. There's a price to pay for living in sin and not walking with the Father daily and learning of his way and learning of his earth and learning of your body and learning and learning. There's a price to pay for ignorance. We're paying it. Ministers, there's a price to pay for not knowing your word, teaching all these crazy things to your, to your, to your flock. The church I go to right now, and hopefully the pastor ain't listening, but if he listen, here you go. That's why I'm considering leaving. Too much talk of sickness, and, you know, it's like you got to fight. You got to stand against sickness. Quit acting like God just going to put it on you just to teach you. Why God going to go teach you with sickness when he can teach you with his word and his Holy Spirit? He's, his word, the Bible says you have an unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. He has put his spirit in you. All you have to do is get somewhere and listen, cry out to him, Father, show me the way, and he'll speak by that Ruach HaKadosh. You can write another whole Bible. Really? But we don't listen enough, and I don't trust nobody to listen enough to write a scripture. But I'm saying we can understand some things. This is why he did put his word in them. He did. It is in us. Everything we need right now. Yes, it is. There's too many people with testimonies of understanding, getting revelations and things. But why we got all these denominations? Because folks' ego get involved and pride and all of this, and, and they're just trying to raise up their own church establishment. They get into error and sin, you know, and, and then there's evil spirits get involved and start trying to mix in with these guys. That's why you got all these denominations. But that spirit is unbroken. You know, it's saying the same thing. I don't think everybody's going to understand a different way. I don't know about all that. It's only one spirit. I want to read something. I want to read something. Again, there's several things on the table. We're talking about the father taking people when they're young. We're talking about that. Brother Kenwin brought up this, and, and I put it on the table as well. 
he talked about no one can understand God. He said he does uh, he does things to humble. I think that's true. I think Brother Kingwood is right. I do think he do certain things to humble you, but I don't think that means take your life. Um, he can, he he's uh, he's in control of our lives. I vehemently disagree. He in controls our lives. It depends on how you look at it. He's in control as far as you are where you're supposed to be. God is the judge. He's going to make sure you get what's due you. If you don't seek him, if you don't cry out to him, if you don't know his knowledge, you're going to, you're going to have problems. And if you do seek him, he's going to make sure that he's sending that wisdom. If you, The Bible says, let every man, uh, if you lack wisdom, seek the Father. He gives all men liberally and upbraided not. He'll make sure you get the wisdom if you pray. So in that regard, he's in control. But if you say God is in control of people's lives, just look at their lives. Their lives too messed up for him to be in control. If he's a loving God, why is there so much pain? He's not in control like that. Control of their life like they get up and they say, okay, Father, I'm going to do what you want me to do. And they do everything the Father wants them to do, and they have all these problems and calamities and sickness and death. That's not true. That's not how that works. When you turn your life over to the Father, the Scripture says that's, the, the son came that we have might have life more abundantly. So when you seek the Father, he leads you in our day. He promised longevity, not die in your 20s. He prom- That's a promise. Kids, obey your parents that your days may be long. Why did he say kids, obey your parents, and your days going to be, I don't care, we can't tell you when, you just got to obey. Why is that scripture there? There's things, one of the blessings of obeying and following the Ruach HaKadosh of the Father is longevity. We're afraid to say that. We always want to die early. Just, we're so used to pain as a people and, and heartache and just nobody know what God going to do. And it's just So when somebody talk like me, they say, you uppity. You think you know what God wants. You think you, I don't know nothing, brothers and sisters. I know nothing. I know nothing really that I should know. But I tell you one thing, if the Father keeps saying something over and over in the scriptures, I'm going to say what he's saying. Let's read a um, little bit, everybody, of Isaiah 38, and I want to hear from brother. And with anybody else, again, if you're on the phone line, you want to jump in on this, press one, please, and we'll bring you on. All right, if you're listening online and you want to get a part of the action, just call us, 914-205-5555. Nine zero. All right. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Isaiah thirty eight, verse one. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. Now we have bodies. We take care of our bodies a certain way. I believe at some point. As we get older, our bodies get weaker. We have to make sure we eat a lot of nutrients, exercise, or this or that. If not, we die earlier than we should. I think the proper way for everybody to leave this earth, there's only, I just think this is the way. I don't think it's through no sickness. Well, Hezekiah was sick to death, and he was a man of God. I understand. I understand it. But look at what happened to Jacob. Jacob was an old man. He went in his room, had his children to come to his bedside, 
prophesied what was going to happen to each one of the 12 children we call the patriarchs. And the Bible says he lifted up his feet off the floor, put them on the bed, and gave up, gave up the ghost, gave up his spirit. This is how I feel we should die. Well, you know, my grandma got killed in the car accident. You can't say she wasn't a woman of God. Da, da, da. I understand all these stories. But when I see people that just go into them, even in our day, I've had friends of mine that told me their grandmother died the same way. Said, baby, I'm going to leave y'all. And I just, you know, and she'll go off in there and just give up. Sometimes they weren't sick. They was just tired. They feel like they have accomplished everything. They feel like they had done everything. And it's up to your will. You can be tired of everything at 80. It don't mean you're in sin or you're doing something wrong. You're just tired. You've longed to be with the Father. You want to be with the saints. And you're tired. That's how you die. I don't think God wants you to die in no car accident, shot, all that, none of that. I don't believe none of that. It don't line up with the rest of the scriptures of his love. It just don't line up, brothers and sisters. Well, you know, Joe, Joe was a showcase. Job, the father wanted to show off his devotion to Satan. Have you considered my trophy Job? Ain't nothing like him on the whole earth. Go mess with him. Satan said, I'll show you. He'll curse you to your face. Well, what, why was the Most High betting on his life? When the Lord wasn't betting on his life, Job didn't take his life. That's what the conversation is about tonight. Life being taken early. Life, not his stuff. Not his stuff. We're not supposed to be contracted to these stuff anyway. But what about Job's children? I don't, from when I do the research of Job's story, I don't see that they were upstanding and godly. I don't see that. Uh, okay, do you I see that you they was in error and rotten? I, well, from my understanding, my, and I really want to stay on this point. I, Brother Kim, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was at work when you brought that up. We first brought it up about the children, and I promised I was going to look it up because I remember reading some things that made his kids sound like they subject, like they could have been doing some things wrong. He offered up incense for him, I mean, uh, sacrifice for them all the time, you know, for, on their behalf. I just, I, I need to research it. I'm not going to say talk on something I don't know. By Job kids, I'm going to put a pinhead in that. I don't know. So what I don't know, I don't like to talk about. On this show, remember, we talk about things we for sure. I just know this. Job was a masterpiece. He lived right. And the father wanted to show Satan, this man, but you can't touch his life. And that's all I'm talking about tonight. Our lives being touched, not our stuff. So did the father allow Job to lose his stuff on a bed he had with the Satan? Some of y'all thinking that. If the father wants to show his glory to the spirits that have fallen to say, I got people strong that's dedicated, unlike y'all that forsook me, that's up to him. If our stuff is taken, so what? If he wants to do that tomorrow, so what? I'm talking about Job's life. 
So Job wind up healed. He and all that little stuff came back because stuff come and go. My point is this. Job was in the old covenant. We have to remember, those of y'all that are so in love with the old covenant, here is a time the covenant can protect Job. Here is a time his works can protect him. You cannot talk about Christ coming, dying, shedding his blood, the Father putting us into the under the into the identity of Christ. Now our lives are hid. Now we are Christ postophies. We are we're in Christ. Now we can go to the Father without no sacrifices through the blood. And you're trying to compare us to Job. This is what we have to really understand: covenant. We have a different relationship with Yah. Thanks to Christ. Job didn't have that. They had to offer of sacrifice. They had to stand here. They had to stand there. Couldn't be left-handed. Couldn't be this. Couldn't be that. Couldn't be. The, you know, it's a lot of things they had to do. So all, that's why I say, why are people so talking about getting under this law? They they can't understand the Old Testament. It was not. It was. The Bible says the law. The Bible says the law introduced sin. We didn't even know stuff was sin, and the law came along. Paul say, people was pretty much sinning. The father, he said, what then had the law? The law was introduced to stop man from dying. It's another good thing about a long life. The father introduced the law to help people to live. Again, if he wanted to kill them, why did he introduce the law? Just let them keep dying. So once he, he said, hey, don't eat that. Hey, don't do that. Hey, don't let these foreigners. Okay, let me get y'all these laws. So he gave me 613 laws to preserve them, but Paul say it introduced something called sin. I didn't even know sin until the law came. When the law told me you can't do this, now my conscience started to bother me. Okay, you just did that. God don't like you. You just did that. God don't like you. So now you got this conscience to beat you up. So now you know not to do this, not to eat that, not to go here, not to go there. But now you're conscious. So the conscious begin to wear a man out to where they ran from God again. They ran from him again. So the conscious introduced sin. Paul said, when sin revived, I died, meaning I, I, my relationship with God fell apart. So then he introduced Christ to come on the scene to take away the sins of the world. Folks still want to go back like we're under the law. I don't understand it. Uh, okay, I just don't okay. Understand. Okay, you saying go back. I don't know. I don't I don't that type of talk. I believe differently from you. Right? That's clear. I I don't I believe that if anything I'm going back to my heritage. You know what I mean? As far as going back, I believe we ain't never we haven't we haven't made it governor yet. I, I don't believe like you. But if you could do me a favor, brother can you go to Romans 2, verse 13, and read that? This is my brother, Paul. Right here. Okay. If you can read two. that for me, please. Okay, what part of Romans 2? Uh, verse 13. Verse 13 says, for not all of the hearers of the law are justified, but the doers of the law shall be justified. That's right. The law, he's telling Gentiles, 
He's teaching Gentiles about Jews and how we think. He's breaking down a Jew on a spiritual level to the Gentiles. And there's nothing wrong with that. I salute him for that. Hey, I'm glad that the Gentiles able. I'm glad I have the totality of the scriptures that we will not be divided no more. We It'll be one world of Christ, of God. Yeah, all right. I like that idea. But I'm a okay, Jew. Listen. And, and, and as far as the people that say they do, but they on the Gentile understanding, brother, I think they lost. That's my stance. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, let, me, let me just Brother Kenwin. Now, everybody heard what Brother Kenwin just said. <laughs> he was trying to talk about how we should keep the law. So he said, go to 13. 13 says this. For not all the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. So he's resting on those words. For the doers of the law shall be justified. Now, I want to show you all exactly what's going on here, in my opinion. I don't think Brother Kenwin is trying to be tricky. I don't think Brother Kenwin is trying to be deceptive. Tricky. But I want everybody, I don't think you're trying to be none of that. I just think you're being honest as you can. But I want everybody to really listen to what Paul said in the next few verses. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Before, I don't like how you built it up like that. Hold on. I said that because a couple of shows you said the law couldn't justify. And it does justify. Paul just said it. Right, right. So All right. You just, the law you is just come said, from God. It didn't come from okay. uh, just a man made it up. God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So you just talked, said it again. You said what I was building you up to say. You even said it, so now I ain't got to build you up to say. So you just said you can be justified by the law. Now, right. I can show, I got you. I want you to read further. You want me to read? I can't, I'm driving. Bro. Verse 14. Verse 14. One more time, I'll read verse 13. For those of you that just listen to the show, you're at work or something. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law should be justified. So everybody's thinking what they think the law is, right? That brother right. That brother Ken, when he's right, said it right there. He does say it. Hey, hey, he on the word now. Listen. <laughs> for when the Gentiles, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law. These having not the law are a law unto themselves. One. Right. Hold on. Please don't interrupt. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law. You know they don't know nothing about what Brother King was saying. They, don't know, they did not have no law. So the law Brother King when is talking about, how the 613 laws of the Old Testament, the Gentiles did not have. I'm going to say it again. They did not know none of that. Number 14, verse 14. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law. By nature, but do by nature the things contained in the law. These 
having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which show the works of the law written in their heart, their conscience, also bearing witness. And their thoughts, the meanwhile, accusing them, are excusing one another. Their thoughts, accusing them. Their conscience is what they're guided by. They didn't have no law, but they were right. justified. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. One more time. This is so deep. For when the, the for those that feel like this law, 613, you got to do it, you got to do it, you got to hear it. When he said, I'm going to put my law in their heart, folks, I can't make it no clearer than what just said, George, just was being said. First character. Oh, my goodness. Please, please let me get out. You can share. You can share. You can share. You can share. But we're reading this. So if he's going to put his law in the Gentiles, and they're going to, by nature, obey the things in the law, how is he not going to put it in the same spirit to the Jews? So, no, he's just going to put it in the Gentiles. But in us, we got to obey the physical law. Let me finish. Brother, okay. For when please, the Gentiles, please, finish, please. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law. Hold on, I read that wrong. But when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having the, not the law, all law unto themselves, which show forth the works of the law written in their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts, the meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another. Verse 16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to the gospel, behold, and that's how it ended. So let me just... It just said, in the day when God should judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ, according to the gospel. Verse 17. Behold, thou art a Jew, and restest in the law. You got that right, Paul. And makest thou boast of God, and knoweth his will, and approveth the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. Folks, I'm reading this just like it said. And are confident that thou, thou self, are a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. Verse 21. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself, Thou that preacheth a man should not steal, does thou steal? Thou that saith a man should not commit adultery, do thou commit adultery? That abhor- thou that abhorreth, abhorreth idols, do thou commit sacrilege? Verse 23. Thou that maketh thy boast of the law is what we're talking about. All this is really related. Thou that maketh thyself boast of the law, through breaking the law, Dishonor thou God? 
for the name of the God is blasting among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. For the circumcis- for circumcision uh, verily profited, if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Now, really quickly, then we're going to go to Brother Kenwood. Listen to this scripture, verse 25. For circumcision, a physical thing, I'm telling y'all, verily profiteth. It profit to cut the skin of your penis. If it's a profit, it is. If thou keep the law, thou be a break of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Now, folk talk like the circumcision of cutting the penis is the law. He's saying something different here. He's saying that physical thing means nothing if you break the law. Keep in mind it says if you break one error of the law, you're guilty of it all too. Verse 26, therefore, if the circumcision, if the uncircumcision keepeth the righteousness of the law, we're talking about the Gentiles. Therefore, if the uncircumcision, only people uncircumcised is Gentiles, folks. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, I cannot. I can go. I'm gonna finish reading on a few more verses, Brother Kenwood. But oh, that right there, man. that right there, make me want to <laughs> stop right there. We're just reading the version word right now. Listen to what Paul just said. That's deep. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, crazy right there. If that right there throws me for a loop, how on God's green earth? Can uncircumcision people keep the righteousness? Listen to how his words is the righteousness of the law. What it's meant to do, the righteousness of the law. People call up in the actual rituals, but it's the righteousness that comes of the law. Anyway, let me finish reading. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, they keep it, shall not his uncircumcision this uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Yes. Oh, God. It's saying even though this person is not uncircumcised, if they do by nature the things in their heart, it's counted for circumcision as though they're cut physically. <laughs> Bruh, I ain't even got to worry. The people here, I don't have to say nothing. You can say whatever you want to say. You're right. Do what you do because at the end of the day, we got to live, work out our own soul salvation. I'm going to read it again, folks. Y'all heard for yourself. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, remember they don't know none of the law. They don't know no 613 verses. No, they don't. And they, and they some kind of way get the righteousness of the law. Shall not their yes, uncircumcision... Right. Shall not the uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? That's the righteousness yes. I'm looking for right there. That's the righteousness I'm looking for right there. Goes on to say, shall not the uncircumcision, which is by nature, that's naturally they not circumcised, be counted if it fulfill the law, if it fulfill the law, now keep in mind, it's saying if it fulfill, so there's a way you can fulfill the law, uncircumcision people. It, one more time, verse 27, this 827, and shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, 
if it fulfill the law, judge thee who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. One more time, it's talking to this Jew that's not living right. It says, and shall not the uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. <laughs> right. Here we go. This is a killer right here. Here's a killer. I'm For ready. I'm ready. Just please, Mike. He is not a Jew. He is not a Jew, which is worn outwardly. Neither is he, neither is that circumcision, which is out in the flesh. Now he's getting to the purpose of the law. It's not about the physical, the so spiritual thing. But for he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart and spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men. See, men can praise you when you're doing the law. They can see you're doing this, you're doing that. But of God, one more time and I'm done. Last verse, one more time. Oh, for he is all right, Jew. one more time. For he is a Jew. This is a word, not us now. For he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart and spirit, and not in letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. Go ahead, Brother Kim. And All right, I, I perfectly agree with Paul on that, and I think a lot of Brother Jews Kenwin, can learn Kenwin, something oh, from Paul. Kenwin, Brother Kenwin, just so you know, take your time, but I want to say this to the caller. The person has a hand up at error code 909732. Please forgive me. I was reading, so I'm looking at one okay. scripture, one computer, and I didn't see your hand up, so I don't know how long your hand been up, but after Brother King will take his time, I'll come to you. Go ahead, Brother. Okay. Okay, I'll go ahead and, uh, okay, wait on the caller. No, you go right. ahead. Well, yeah, Paul, I totally agree with Paul. Paul's explaining the life of a Jew to the Gentile. The Gentile will be a spiritual Jew. They're not the actual Jew. They ain't got the blood, blood that was sprinkled on them, okay? All right, look at the totality of the scriptures. Uh, when Christ comes back, there's a thousand years reign, okay? And all those Gentiles, all the Gentiles of this world, would all bow down and see the Father. And I read to you that scripture in Isaiah, what they're going to be saying in those days about their forefathers and uh, what they've been lied to. But Paul, to get back on Paul, they, he's breaking down to the very minute level of what goes down in our hearts. If you obey your parents, that's doing right. If you don't. Uh, 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 backstab, kill, steal from another person. These are moral laws. And you know what? That hangs all the law when you're good to the next fellow man right next to you. But see, what self and other brothers like him fail to understand, that he is talking to an audience of Gentiles. This is a pathway for them to come to Christ because they didn't know no, they don't know nothing about it. He's teaching. Now, go to another figure in our Bible. This is James. This is Christ's brother. He talks more about the law, y'all. So what does that mean? The Bible is, the, is, is what, contradicting each other? No. The Bible's not contradicting. Paul is on a mission. He's out there to save the souls and, and save these Gentiles, man. 
And so we can all be together. He's on a mission. And he's evangelizing them. He's teaching them. Okay? And and, and while, while I'm at it, can we go to Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 2, uh, chapter 3, verse 23? Brother Self? Yes, we can. That other hand that went up, a second hand just went up. We're coming to you. It's fair to let Brother Ken win go, y'all. He's held us peace for a while. Matthew what? Uh, I want to say 323. Okay. And by the way, when you say James was saying something different, I want you to take us to where James said about uh, I'm sorry. the law. I'm a truck driver. I, I, know I can't at the moment, y'all. Okay. Well, let's, uh, we go to Acts 15, Acts 21. That's telling you. I got to thumbs it up with James. You don't want to go to uh, Matthew 3 first? Yeah, yeah, do that one first. Then let's go to Acts 21, and I'll tell you about James. Matthew 3? Matthew 3 and what? Uh, 23, if I remember correctly. There's, no, there's only 17 verses in Matthew 3. Uh, Matthew 2, 23. Okay, let's go to Matthew 2, 23. This is off the top of my head, y'all. Matthew 2. 23 says and he came and dwelt in the city of Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets he shall be called a Nazarene I don't think that's what you want why don't you give me the verse the verse and I can look up all right let's let's go to um let's go to Acts 21 verse um Acts 21 uh, uh verse 15 Okay, Acts 21, verse 15 says, uh, and in those days we took up our carriages and went up to Jerusalem. I don't think they either. That's You said Acts 21, right? Yeah, Acts 21, uh-huh. Well, listen, listen, listen. We got a lot of Bible Acts. numbers out there. Why don't you quote the scripture like I was doing earlier? People know whether or not it's the word. I can look it up after you quote the scripture. I okay, all right, I'll quote it. Like- all right, Paul's coming back to Jerusalem, all right? And when he comes back, he's greeted by all the elders in Jerusalem. And he tells the elders what all that came from his ministry, right? And then the elders say, well, that's good, all praises. All praises that you teach in the Gentiles. All right, now here's a thousand Jews over here, and they all believe in Christ. We've been evangelizing here in Jerusalem. And they all got word that you're teaching uh, to the Jews who are among the Gentiles at the places that you are, that to forsake the law of Moses, uh, the circumcision, don't do none of it, right? Or, or, you know, or it's not deeming you to, you know, sin. You know what I mean? And so they're highly uh, mad at you, Paul. Could you do this? Could you take this vow with these other Israelites? shave their heads, make a Nazarite vow, and show all my disciples how what they heard about you is wrong. Paul does that. He, he does take the vow, right? And uh, uh, they, they, they didn't want to even, uh, they think he's full of it. They think he's lying, right? Because they know what they read. But we're here today to look at the whole thing on, in hindsight to see that Paul was not writing to us. Well, us meaning that we're Jews. 
Paul was writing to the Gentile churches. Okay. Let me do so once you look at it in that light, when you look at it in that light, now it all makes sense what Paul was saying. I, and that I was wrong for Paul, hurting think, Paul. All right, go ahead. I think, what Paul, I think what Paul was doing is the same thing I'm accused of. I think what Paul went through, and I'm coming to you, uh, both of you on the phone line. Brother John, his hand went up also. We're coming to you. I think what Brother Paul is going through, went through then, I'm going through now. We're going through now. I think y'all are saying, we're saying, you don't have to keep the law. We're saying, brother, quit telling people we're teaching that. I'm Paul. Quit telling people. I'm Paul. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm telling I'm telling y'all, quit telling people, people like Brother Seth is saying you don't have to keep the law. Because y'all acting like we're saying we have to keep the law. That's not what I'm saying. Because I'm preaching grace. Paul said, I suffer because I teach grace. He's right. Brother Seth suffered because he teach grace too. Now, I just got to reading to you some Gentiles who the Father said he has put their spirit in them, and they are fulfilling what he wanted the Israelites to fulfill through keeping these laws. They caught up on the laws of letter and not getting the meaning of it. And here these Gentiles don't have no law, zero, and they're doing what the Father wants. That's because it's in them. It's in their spirit. It's in their conscience. And because I'm teaching that, how the spirit is in us, how the law is in us, how we keep more than 613 laws, how we got to walk by the spirit, people are saying, brother, you talk like you are against the law. Come, we can, Let's take you down here to talk. So I'm Paul. Y'all take it. Hold on. Please don't cut me off. Just, just one second. Just one second. Y'all are taking mm. me all over. Over the years, people have taken me all over and said, this brother's saying we ain't, got, we ain't got to keep the law. I keep telling y'all, brother, I'm not saying that. I'm, that's what Paul telling them. I'm not saying that. Y'all saying, but, yeah, you keep talking about, oh, it's written in our hearts and all this. And like, we ain't supposed to keep this out. Y'all doing exactly what the people did to Paul. Please comment, then we got to go to the phone line. All right. Well, brother, you keep saying, are we under the law or not? Uh because what you just said now makes it seem like you're not saying that we're um, that we're saying that we're the Jews and the laws is on us. But then a minute ago, you opened the show up talking about y'all. Y'all keep wanting to be on the law. I don't understand why y'all. Don't be on. I mean, you giving me mixed signals here. You think okay, it's okay to keep the law? Is, is it breaking the law a sin or not? Is it a sin? Is it a sin to break the law? Try my best to answer you in less than thirty six out of respect for these callers, and we'll come back to you. Just like we're having this conversation right now, I kid you not, we are doing what we're reading they did to Paul. I want you to listen to me. Whatever law you come up with right now, I'm going to say we're supposed to keep it. You can say you're under it or not. How, whether or not we say we're under it or not, I'm not, I'm not going to even word that word. None. I'm not going to word it like that. I'm just going to say we're supposed to follow the Holy Spirit. If you get up from the time your feet hit the ground off the bed and you follow the Holy Spirit from the time you lift your feet up off, you can call that under the law, not under the law, under grace, whatever you want to call it. But if you follow the Holy Spirit, that's all I'm talking about. However way you want to coin it, phrase it, word it, I'll leave it at that. Okay, well, I like that. 
I like that you accept that the Jews keep the law and Gentiles don't have to. I like that. If we could stay right there, though. Please, man. When, when the I didn't say nothing about the law. No, I, I, didn't huh? say, I didn't say, listen, I didn't say nothing about no, I accept no Jews. I didn't say none of that. If you Jew or what? Gentile, if you are Jew or Gentile, and we've got to go to the phone line, then you and I can finish. If you are Jew or Gentile, when your feet hit the side of the bed and you get up and you just go about your day, you need to follow the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can take that. We teach the Holy Spirit over here on the Jew side as well. That's All right. Great. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to the I don't know what you mean as well as grace because the Holy Spirit is grace. It is the one leading well, you in grace. Okay, that's not how we, we say it over here. But, okay, I, hey, if that's the way you look if, at it, okay. If the Holy Spirit tell you to love, we got to come back to that, bro. I don't even know what that meant. If it's Holy Spirit, he's obeying the Father. What else is there to obey other than the Father? The, whole, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in itself is uh it's a deity in itself. I'm saying that it's sent to the Bible says sent here to lead and guide us through the will of the Father. Right. Holy Spirit always been around. I'm talking about it's here to lead and guide us to obey the will of the Father. Right, right, right. The law. Okay, let's go to the phone. I know line. it's probably Here's worded folks. differently on on that other side. But my point is, I'm all coming know, from a Jew perspective. All I know is, all I know, all I know, all I know, I want to be like the Gentiles in Romans 2. As long as I can see <laughs> God, whatever, whatever's, written, whatever's written in my heart, Coach, remember he said he is a Jew that is once inwardly. I want to be inwardly a Jew more than I want to be outwardly a Jew. But I well, I want to be one inwardly and outwardly. I, I can't help to be one outwardly DNA. That's what I am. But I would rather be if somebody said, "What was your choice?" I I would rather be both. But I yeah, I, I believe you. I, I pick, believe you. If I can pick one or the other, I definitely want to obey the Father. Anyway. Right. Eric code nine zero nine seven three two. Please forgive me. I it was my fault. I was reading and I couldn't see the boards. But go ahead and give us your name and city, please. And how did you hear about the show? That's a new question we're asking everybody. Please include that. Oh, hello. My name is Suzette, and I'm from Southern California. And um, I came by your show because I was just uh, scanning through Blog Talk Radio. And um, it said open discussion, and your show was spiritual, listed under spiritual. So I said, let me check it out. (laughs) All right. Well, glad to have you. So say your Thank name you. again. Suzette. Suzette. What you have Suzette. to say about what you think, Suzette? Uh, very powerful, very powerful. Um, a little bit ago, earlier in your conversation, um, you were talking about as far as the scripture that spoke to the laws, which you were just speaking to just a moment ago as well, But um, and what you believed as far as people – saying, well, why did God take my you know, son away? You know, why are people getting killed in war? Or, you know, he's supposed to be a loving God. Why did he do that? Okay, and, hold on, hold on. Okay. Who's that? You did something to your phone. You start sounding like... Stay clear. We want to hear oh. this. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Um, so God gave us free will. When he created us, since we are in his own image, we're supposed to keep our bodies as a temple clean and pure. But he also gave us free will. And so that free will is actually the cause of all, most of the suffering, if not all the suffering that happens on earth. And, and is what I've taken away from what you mentioned earlier, um, because we have man-made chemicals, we have man-made, you know, food uh, preservatives um, that suck out the nutrients of what your body needs to, to, to live healthy. And so all these things and the decisions that we make are leaders that decide that they want to go to war for whatever reason. And, yes, God may know all, but because of that free will, he foresees what we are going to do ahead of time, but it's not for him to step in because he gave us a brain and he gave us um, in our hearts what we are supposed to do, knowing right from wrong for the most part. And um, to kill someone, you know, people you see or hear people throw up, it's their conscience, it's their, it's their inner spirit, it's the spirit speaking to them, saying you did something wrong. And your body's paying for it now. It's not clean anymore. It's your temple has been soiled because of what you've done, you know. And that's you know basically how I viewed what you were saying on that, and and how I view um, what the father was talking about. Um, and you know, I've been saved, and I don't know. I, that was my takeaway. I don't tell me if um, if I was reading you right okay. or understanding. Oh, I'm well, glad no, you, you uh, called in and shared. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go yeah, ahead, so, 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 um, interesting, interesting. So let me ask you a question. You've been hearing, uh, I'm going to out of respect for your topic, stay where you're at. Um, do you think when a child is ran over by a motorcycle, God took the child? No, he received the child. The child had died because of circumstances that were, you know, inadvertently or indirectly created, you know, whether the parent wasn't paying attention or the parent was paying attention, but somebody else was being stupid and, you know, drunk driving or, you know, in a gang for whatever reason. It's it's man-made. It was man-created, and God just received. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Because God said, come home, people get that right there, that last part of what you said, and they make that out of the sermon. They don't talk about what man did to, to cause it. They just say, God, they, God said, come on home. Maybe it's time to come on home. Like, oh, they, they all say something like God wanted. I heard one man say uh, one lady died because of, she was a diabetic, and he said, she thought she was going to the to, to the kidney uh, machine center, but oh, God had plans for it. The church started shouting, you know. Yeah. No, no. It, it, they act like and see what happens is when people are sitting at those funerals, and we coming to you, John. Uh, when people are sitting at those funerals and hearing that, especially when folks get emotional and start acting like, yeah, that's right, they start believing it. And I want to ask some of your questions, brothers and sisters, and sisters Suzette as well, up in California. What part of California, by the way? 
San Bernardino, California. You're in where? In San Bernardino County, um, Southern California, close to okay. San Diego, about an hour away. <laughs> okay. But what happens is, Sister Suzette, when they hear those pastors and they're up there emotional and God said, uh, you know, folks, he's ignorant. It's error. Like the sister just said, I can go out right now and go kill somebody right now. I'm telling y'all right now, 9.43 by 9, by 10 o'clock, I'm going to kill somebody. Do you know at their funeral, they'll say, I'm not going to kill nobody, brother. I'm just saying, if I thought that. Do you know at their funeral, they'll say this, especially if they was a godly person. This is what they're going to say. You see, God had his time. When he wanted the brother to come on home. No, he didn't. I decided. I decided. I can tell you what time I'm going to do. It's going to be 10.03. God decided 10.03. No, I decided. God just accepted them, welcomed them back to, to being the spirit. They give up their body. They in this. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. you go ahead. I was just going to say um, that words, semantics, can mean different things to different people. When people say, um, God, you know, it's, it was their time to take him home. Well, it was their time for him to take him home because they died because of circumstances created by man. So he knew what time to receive him because he knows Absolutely. all. Absolutely. And so... Yeah, but it wasn't a matter of, you know, it was his God determined his time, and so he took him home, said, I wanted you home. And he's like, well, he didn't want him to go anywhere else, if so, they of course, said he wanted what him you home. Just said, if, they said, <laughs> if they said what you just said, if they said what you just said, that would be a lot better, Suzette. <laughs> well, Brother King, with any comments on Sister Suzette before we go to Brother John? No, I'm glad she called in and uh, want to continue her to call in. Uh, and I, I really do enjoy hearing a different voice and, you know, uh, and other callers out there. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoy uh, you calling in and sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you. And, you know, I appreciate both the sides of the discussion that you're having as far as the things that you're bringing to light um, and the challenges, the challenges in my mind. Um, to think about, you know, how what you are believe in um, versus, you know, what I believe in. And, and I like that. Your show makes you think. So thank you again well, for taking my call. Well, Suzette, thank you for calling the show. And uh, on Sunday night we'll be doing this again. And thank you for calling. She's a first-time caller. And uh, uh, we appreciate that. I think you're a first-time caller, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we're welcome. We'll remember your name. We have people calling it all throughout the, the world, really. Uh, not everywhere, but different parts of where we get these calls. And, and then today, and I'm, of course, you're not in, in California, but I'm just saying, we we get all types of callers, all ethnic groups, and we love it. Well, this is the love channel. We talk about some very hard things that the Father is saying on the earth, but that you can't hear in a lot of our churches and educational centers. So hopefully you won't be offended by anything you hear. Just remember, it's like, for instance, Sunday nights we're going to be talking about um, – my new book coming out where we're dealing with white supremacy in a way that I guarantee you never heard. And then on Mondays we talk about 
current events from a Hebrew Israelite standpoint. We love to know your take on both of those shows. We we'll talk to you later. But thank you for calling the show and continue listening. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Well, that was Suzette all the way from California, and I appreciate her honesty for coming on, um, brother John. Yeah, that was refreshing. Yeah, it was. Um, brother John, go ahead with your question and comment all the way up there in Inglewood, California. What's going on, brother Seth, brother Kenwood? You guys have me. Hey, hey. All right, how's it going, John? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um. <laughs> You know, I think uh, the last caller made a, a fine observation wherein it uh, can oftentimes be considered semantic, as she stated. The fact is that at the time of a person's death, someone, quote unquote, is there to take them somewhere. <laughs> Something is uh, going to be taking place as they transition from the physical into the spiritual realm. And Enoch being one, who could say that he was not taken? Said he walked with God. He walked with God, and then he was no more because God took him. Uh, I forget exactly how the scripture went. Elijah uh, literally had the chariots and horses come down to separate him and Elisha. And then he went up in a whirlwind. Now, that wasn't uh, any negative or bad circumstance that took place. But in my opinion, <laughs> they were taken by God. Um, I think that when someone who has lived a righteous life and they die, that the angels are there to take it. <laughs> before Christ to paradise, which was in Hades, but now post um, the passion, post uh, the shedding of the blood of Christ, the paradise is now in heaven, and that's where people go, and angels escort them, in my opinion. But I won't spend a whole lot of time there. I just wanted to make that comment. Brother Kenwin, um it's, you 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 should be able to you should be able to have a whole show as long as you wait it on. <laughs> it was so I'm passionate. It was I'm so telling fun. you, it was. I'm passionate was just as much. Yeah, <laughs> it was entertaining. It's like you know what you waited so long you get you get next Thursday. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> uh, I got a kick out of that. Um, you know, obviously. You know, we see things differently than the way that you see them. And I think that as opposed to us always going back and forth um, and each uh, presenting scriptures that the other party doesn't listen to, (laughs) I think we should uh, (laughs) take the necessary time to pray and ask that God reveals and opens the eyes of one another. Um. Because at the end of the day, I don't think that your position is one that has your uh, your uh, what's the word I'm looking for salvation in jeopardy. 
Nah, you know, I don't think I don't think the fact that you But what you, what is salvation? Uh, what is salvation, brother? No, salvation. hold on, hold on. Uh Go ahead, John, and finish your thought, and then ask that. No, go ahead and finish your point. <laughs> hold that, hold that, hold that, hold that. No, whoa, 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 I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what. Go ahead and answer it. But just don't forget what you were going to say. Simple. Well, it, I put it like this. There's the wrath to come, and for uh-huh. those who are in Christ, you are saved from it. <laughs> right, from uh, the that, wrath. That's... The wrath would be dangerous. Right? The wrath uh, would be, be uh, danger. No, no. We, when you say wrath, what is what exactly you mean? Just to be clear, the day of the Lord. Uh, the, the wrath. Oh, oh okay, got you, got you. All okay. right. Well, but, us on the Jew side, we we interpret salvation as being delivered from our enemies. Get home. That's the. Okay. That's, see the well, definition of these words. I think is what trips us up a lot of times. Well, I'll change the word. Because I think what's most important is, are you in the kingdom or are you not? And right, if right. You are That's in important. The kingdom, is it is it the kingdom like the Israelites had the physical kingdom, which had land, boundaries, hills and dales, so on and so forth, or is it the spiritual kingdom? You actually said a moment ago that I want to be a spiritual Jew and a physical Jew. My question to you is that if you could only have one, which would it be? Be the real deal. Now, let me ask you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, hold on, what is the real deal? The Jew. You said the real, the physical Jew. What do you the mean? The real deal? The Jew. Yeah, what is the real deal to you? The, the, the options were spiritual Jew and the an actual Jew, right? Right. Physical. All right. I say I want to be the actual one, the actual one. The physical hold Jew. Hold on, hold on. You're talking about uh, the physical okay, I'm, Jew I'm or the spiritual Jew? We're talking yeah, about a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob versus a Gentile that that's, uh, lives accordingly as they are from that bloodline. No, that's not no, what I'm Which one would I rather be? He's saying, Let me which would you rather be? No. Go ahead, repeat. Let okay. me repeat. A spiritual Jew <laughs> or a physical Jew. I actually didn't um, say anything beyond Which one that. I would rather now, be, right? Obviously. Correct. I, I know. Those are the options. Uh, I heard them. Everybody heard them. That's interpreting a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or a spiritual Jew, which meaning it's a Gentile that lives their life accordingly, right? No, no, no. Because there are physical physical Jews who who, um, are born-again believers, and they're physical Jews. Yeah, they're like me. you can't get into the kingdom. Yes. You cannot get into the kingdom unless you're uh, born of water and born of the spirit. So okay. What so I'm now we're going to break down the you... differences again. Then okay. No, Go I'm ahead. not. All I'm going to say is we know that the physical Jew is biological, and the spiritual Jew, as the word denotes, it is spiritual. 
So I'm saying if you had to choose between the two, would you rather be a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob biologically or a descendant of Abraham spiritually? Because he, Abraham, he's the father of faith, and by faith is how we are able to access okay. the ability to even become a spiritual Jew, by faith. Okay. Uh, well, uh, all right, man. Well, it's, it's you're, you're putting these words. Okay. All right. Well, well yeah, man. Let's go with the spiritual. I want to be a spiritual then. And, 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 and the thing is that it's not like I'm trying to paint you into a corner, but <laughs> what I'm trying know? to say yeah, is that if you, if God himself says that he's a spirit and you must worship uh-huh. him in spirit and truth, we would have no yeah. reason at all to to want to move upward, so to speak. You know, wanting to 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 move from the middle to the physical Jew because it stands for nothing at the end of the day. It was it's there for an example, and that example is for the spiritual Jews to be able to look at them okay. and well. see. Yeah. Well, well I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm passionate, man. All I'm saying is, but look at these physical people who once lived, the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, Absolutely. The gates, the gates of heaven have their name on it, right? The 12 Absolutely. tribes of Israel. This is a Hebrew Israelite heaven that everybody's going to, right? And it was no, just not. exclusively. It is not. It is not a Hebrew what? Israelite heaven because if you look in Revelation, it talks about the 144,000, which, by the way, are the first fruits. They're the first fruits. But then it talks about what an innumerable. Tribes? What tribes are they from? From the, tw- from the 12 tribes of, of Israel. Well, just say they're Jews, bro. I can say what I want, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, but, but, but my point. I say, no, no, I, I, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me just shut up. I'm sorry. There are 144,000. The 144,000 Jews. <laughs> If I just say they're Jews, they could all be from Judah, but there are 144,000 <laughs> right. from the 12 different tribes. From the 12 different tribes, right. but then there's an innumerable, innumerable number of other persons who were not Jews, and they are in heaven yes, as well. Right. That's okay. right. Hold on, hold on. So hold on, hold on, everybody. Let me just remind everybody: if you didn't, if you listen to this show. And you call, you, you listen to the show online, and you didn't call the number, you didn't call the number, you listen to the show online, you got to call the show now, or you're going to be disconnected. Again, the phone number is 914, quickly call, you got like 30 seconds, 914-205-5590. Go ahead, brothers, and then we're going to take a quick little break. All right, let, let me okay. just kind of, let me just freestyle this, uh, Brother Kenwin, and I'll be done. All right. There were Jews that were there, and you cannot be there unless you're born of water. Um, right, right, right. That's the same uh-huh. kingdom that's going to come from heaven, is going to come down to this earth. All right? Um, but I'll leave that be. I think that the only point that I was trying to make is what's more important, the person who's a Jew in their heart or the person who is a Jew biologically. But I'll leave that be. What I will say, but, which what's funny is that okay. it, it's almost it's almost like no one's willing to say this on Five Smooth Stones. <clears throat> I will say right. you are not under the law 
I'll say it. You are not under the law. <laughs> but right, uh, well, I mean, well, by, I'm, by glad. I mean, what, I'm, I'm glad that we kind of know where each other stand because I was a little confused. I, I hear you saying that we're Israelites, so I'm, I mean, I just uh, Jew and the law goes together to me. Without the, the law, the, thing. the law was me. added because of the law. It says the law was added because of transgression. Who People said that? are doing. The Bible says that. The Bible says the, Bible, the law was added because yeah. of tra- yes. Peter, I don't think yes, Peter the, said that. I didn't say hold Peter. On, hold, on, said hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, brother, brother, brother. Hold a second. John, finish your point. Yes. Then let Brother Kenwin, you come in after him, because John is not okay. finishing his point. Brother, Brother Kenwin, I know you're driving, but you've got to take us to where James is sounding like he's not with Paul, because we don't believe that. Okay. Uh, let's okay. go to... you got to read it. Now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In a moment, Brother Kenwin. I'm, okay. I'm going to finish go my ahead. statement, Brother Kenwin. Just let me finish it, and you can address it later. What I'm saying all right, all right. is... No one on Five Smooth Stones is willing to say you're not under the law, but I'm willing to say that, okay? But gotcha. okay, the reason gotcha. why I could say that is because it's the Mosaic law. And Brother L was trying to let you know last week, as well as anyone who's willing to listen, there's a difference between the Ten Commandments and the Mosaic law. The Ark of the Covenant were... God sat on the mercy seat. The Ten Commandments went inside of that ark. The Mosaic Law went on the side of that ark. The Ten Commandments were written by the hand of God. The Mosaic Law were written by either Moses or the scribes who wrote down what Moses stated. The ordinances, the judgments, that's what we're referring to. But the Ten Commandments, like you said a moment ago, this is kind of like common sense. You should not covet your neighbor's wife, let's say. It's kind of like common sense. But because people were doing this, you have to add a law. And the fact is that you have a household, and you understand that if you, your wife, and your kids are doing things that are not considerate of the other person, then you as the head of the household would likely say, okay, here's what we're going to do. From 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., Benjamin, you have the TV. From, from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., and you, you, you create a way for people to be able to get along because they were not considering one another or walking in love. That's the reason why love is the fulfillment of the law, is <clears throat> because if you are able to walk in love towards your God and love towards your fellow man, there's no law that applies to you because right. you fulfilled it. Your heart is correct Amen. at that point in time. So th- that's Wrong why I can too. say you're you're not under. I can say you're not under the law, but you are under a law. <laughs> it's in your heart. And written, was, written in your heart. This. Written in your heart. Say it again. It's written in your heart. I will a, put my laws a, in their heart. Let me complete this last I'm going to give an anecdote Just to complete and solidify What I'm saying I was With my significant other I'll call her (laughs) At the time And we had an issue with I didn't feel like she would wash the dishes 
I would always end up having, I like being able to cook in a clean kitchen in the morning when I'm making breakfast. So back and forth, months. Then one day I said, I'll tell you what, here's what we'll do. If I cook, you clean. If you cook, I'll clean. It worked good until I cooked. She didn't clean. I ended up cleaning. Okay. If you cook, you clean. If, if, if I cook, I clean. I cook, I clean. She cooked, she didn't clean. I had to clean it because I want to cook in the, in the morning. Okay? And then all of a sudden, it reached the boiling point. And I'm like, you're not being equitable. You're not being fair because it's like I keep trying to figure out ways for us to be able to make sure that we're dividing up the dishwashing equally. And I said, I said, I made this rule and you didn't do that. I made this rule and you didn't do that. And all you have to do is consider me. And in that moment, <laughs> one of the few times you'll ever hear me say that God spoke into my heart because God said, and that's why I made the law. Because people would not consider one another and walk in love. So now I have to create these laws to make them do the right thing. Now, obviously, some of these laws are spiritual. As a matter of fact, Brother Kenwin, if you... You know this. If your wife is on her cycle, do you sleep somewhere other than in the bed? And if you do sleep in that bed, you know that you're unclean. And do you do you uh, wash yourself if you know that your wife is on her cycle and you're unclean to the evening, which means that you don't approach God? You can do it in Christ, but you can't do it through the law. Amen. You can't approach God unclean. That's the law. Okay. But in Christ. And it's 613 of them. It's 613 of okay. them. If your wife sat on that chair and then you were sat on the chair behind her, unclean. Don't even pray. That's right. Don't approach. That's right. And it's All 613 of them. Thank you, sir. And it's 613 of <laughs> them. Right, right, right. Thank you, sir. Well, well, well all, all hey. Okay, go ahead and let yes. you finish. Thank you. I, I'll let just you finish, finish by saying. Thank you. All right. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that. Okay, okay John, hold on a second. Yourself, go on, John, go on, hold on a second. I know you be yes. in and out like some little, like some uh, robber or something. You go, come in, go. But look, <laughs> out of fairness to Brother Kenwin, you've been talking for a while. Let him comment on, because you're building, building, building. And if you want to come done, back actually. Break, after the break, after the break, we're going to take a break. We've got another 40, 50 minutes almost to show, so we could. So uh, we're going to go over everybody, you know, the show. Actually, what am I talking about? we got to wrap this show up, y'all. When Brother Kenwin comes on to, to respond, I want him to explain who does he consider his high priest to be. And that's important because wow. there's the Levitical priesthood, Aaron, and then there's the Messiah, who's now a high priest, on in a okay. covenant that you don't believe exists, which you can't even. Okay. As a matter of fact, you've already answered it previously by saying that you don't believe that the new covenant is here, which leaves you under the old covenant, which means that the Aaronic priesthood, the Levitical priesthood, that's your high priest. Is that correct? Okay, of okay. uh, my priest. Go ahead. I mean, okay. um, well, this is what I want you to do. Go ahead. This is what I want you to do. Now, I want you to go, Brother Kim, because we've been talking a lot. 
Uh, okay. Well, Christ, Hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. Hold on, hold on. What we're going to do, we've been talking a lot, so we want Brother Kenwin to be able to respond. That's just fair. So let's do yes. this. I'm going to take a little short break. It's going to be about three minutes. i got to reboot my computers, y'all. It's just they get slow after a while. Give me about three minutes to come back, and Brother Kim, well, you can go uninterrupted. We got a whole lot of horses, Brother John, at least five minutes. Remember, he wants you to answer those specific questions. I'd love for you to take us to James. I would James. love to. Okay, yeah. we're James yeah. and Brother Paul. All right, but right now we're going to take a quick little break. All right, everybody? All right, all right, all right. Some kind of way I'm echoing. I don't know who's doing what, but. Um, I'm echoing, so I don't know what that means. Uh-oh. So let's do this. Take a little break, y'all. We'll be right back. Brothers together with your bones. Your word says we are brothers. Let us be one, Lord. Even as you and my father are one, so the world can see you inside us. Thank you for tuning in tonight to the Possible Song Network. This is Brother Seth. 
And we have Brother Kenwin Castleberry all the way in Tyler, Texas. Brother John Clark all the way in England, California. We got our callers on the line. We thank you for, for your patience and your your just your attendance is what I meant to say. Your attendance tonight. Again, press one if you have any questions or comments. Uh, folks, we've been talking about a little bit of everything tonight. This is open forum. You know we're open tonight. So we've been just that. Talking about the Father taking people young before their time. Uh, is it his will for babies to be taken by him so early? Uh, we've talked about that. We've talked about um, um, we're now talking about his uh, grace. Uh, how that um, many of us um, feel like we're under the law. Some of us feel like we're not under the law. And so we've been trying to just get a handle on that. And um, so this is the kinds of things that's going on tonight, brothers and sisters. And we, again, thank you for your time. Um, one, I, I didn't get a chance to welcome earlier the the various nations uh, because we do have people listening all over the world, and I want you to be a part of this Fire Stone Network. Some of y'all can uh, call the, the the show line. Um, uh, 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 if not this show, next show again. It's nine one four two zero five 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 nine. If you're listening right now, remember uh, you can always email me at Seth S E T H dot M as in Mary dot Turner T U R N E R. That's Seth, S-E-T-H dot M dot Turner at Gmail. And I can send you a link to where if you are out of the country, you can listen to the show for free if it's going to cost you. Okay? And don't forget to share this show with your friends. Okay? Because tonight, Brother Kenwin is, uh, I respect him so much. Hope he know that because he's bringing up a lot of questions many of you have. Many of you really feel like we're still under the Mosaic Law and uh, I hope we're making the case. Uh, 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 hope hopefully you can glean from what was being said tonight about this topic, as well as being de- determining whether or not the father is taking babies, young people, um, as well. So anyway, I want to go ahead and open up the lines. Um, Brother John, your line is now open. Uh, actually, Brother John. Um, Brother Kenwin, your line is open. My bad. So, Brother Kenwin, go ahead and um, uh, uh, you're back. Go ahead and make your point. And, okay. Um, okay. I, I wanted to start by saying you too, Seth. Uh, little do you know, brother, um, you too inspire me to go hard and uh, what I believe because I am surrounded by your understanding of people. Okay, um, I come from a family of Christians, and uh, walking in the law is a lonely, lonely walk, all right? And so the very thing I'm set out to do is wake my people up, and you self-represents that. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, you are not my enemy and, uh, or, or anything like that. I, I highly respect you too, brother. Please believe me. I, I just want to better myself in getting my words out and understanding these scriptures better, that I can, when I speak on it, it can come out and, uh, you know, receive uh, directly. So that, that's all it is. But as far as the point, uh, my brother uh, John pointed out, he want to know what's the mechanics oh, behind the Jews. Hold on one second. 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 Hold
hold on one second because John dropped. Uh, I want to get him back on the line. Don't go nowhere, anybody. This is going to be tricky because if my line dropped, the show dropped. So I got to get him back. Every once in a while, this will happen. He must be on the sale. So everybody just give me 10, 10 seconds here. Let me get John back. All right. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to kind of, you know, uh, speak my spiel about what's all going down, man, and uh, about the scriptures, the uh, the difference that we have. These brothers, I got a lot of respect for, man. I, I, I'm wondering if y'all think that I'm just <laughs> all upset and stuff, but actually I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of, if anything, I'm upset at myself for not having, you know, the right scriptures memorized, you know, down to be able to uh, uh, inform my brothers, man. The time is right for a good scripture, but I can't seem to can't seem to think of that right scripture, you know. So that just makes me want to study even harder, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's it's. But when you look at the totality of the scriptures, man, uh, what Paul was doing and the rest of the apostles is doing that the same thing. <laughs> it's really the same thing. Because uh, Paul also talks about sin on that side. It, it, yeah, it may sound a little different from the Jews' perspective of sin and how sin is death. Well, sin is death on your side also. Uh, you, you break, you do anything that goes against God. Um, what You know, whatever rules it is over there. If it goes against okay, God, right. it's a sin. Okay, all right, you're back. Yes. Okay, all right. Oh, go ahead. What you all right. Oh, uh, while, while you was going, I was <laughs> doing a little talking, man. And I was just saying that if we really parallel, we parallel each other. I'm carnal, right? I, I was worded down. That's how we do it. It was laid out, uh, written out. And uh, the, the spiritual Jew it embodies everything that's written down in a spiritual form that they can receive it in a spiritual way. And then we can be spiritually kinfolk, um, you know, children of Abraham by by living that life in a spiritual manner. And what I'm posing is that that blood that was sprinkled on us is for generations after generations. It doesn't go away. This is on me, and I proudly accept. I'm glad to be a Jew. Um, but anyway, uh, but that, that's that's my whole point. I wanted to say, uh, yeah, Seth. Uh, whenever you uh, ready brother we can get started with it well brother Kenwin I thank you for um, just just doing what you do and I hope that the principal heard the back and forth I really do hope they heard the back and forth um, at the end of the day we saw where the Gentiles was able to please the most high Yes. Okay. Yes. We heard how by the conscious. I like Romans too, brothers and sisters. Don't forget what you just read because <laughs> listen, <laughs> these are people that please the Most High, right? And they didn't have zero law. No. So those Israelites today that are not sure 
of the law. They don't know which way to go. You can kind of lump them along with the Gentiles. They have, uh, don't have. The hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. I don't think because you're a Gentile, the father's saying no, 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 no. You gotta know. No, no, no. You can't do with the Gentiles. No, I can't say that. Brother Kenwood, maybe he can say it. I can't. I feel like the father wants us to worship him in spirit. He said it. And in truth. Do we got time to read another scripture? Okay. All right. I think y'all can hear me a little better now. The father yes, said, I can hear you good. The father said this, Brother Kenwin. We can read all the scriptures in the world, and there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. I've read scriptures. I don't mind reading. But at some point, you got to stop and think about what we've read so far. I'm not, I'm not throwing away no scriptures you read. I'm, I'm, I have an answer, I believe, for everything I've read so far. That's why I wanted you to give me what James is saying, because I don't think James came against Apostle Paul at all. Apostle Paul said that over and over and over. I ain't come to destroy the law. Christ said I ain't uh, come to destroy well, the law. Hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Let me get okay. this out. Cause you just, I, gave you, I just gave you five minutes. You talked about a minute. So right now, let me just get my little time out. Okay, if you need five minutes, I'll give you five minutes, because we have been talking a lot. But I gave you five minutes of talking. You talked about a minute or two. So hear me out. Brother, I promise you, at the end of the day, Jews and Gentiles, Paul says, and I'm not going to say Paul said, the Bible says, in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. We are positioned, we have two identities, one on the earth and one in Christ. The Father does not deal with us on the earth as he deal with us in Christ. And I think what's happening is folk trying to make what's on the earth our salvation. The Bible says in him we live, we move, we have our being. People don't just squeak that scripture up on the road. Okay, okay, what does he say? What does he say? Let's turn somewhere else. No, 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 no. Deal with that right there. What did he mean by that? In Christ, we live, we move, we have our being. He make it like you don't exist no more. And then other scriptures say you're dead, and your life is Christ. See, spiritually, it's spiritual how we worship. This is how the Gentiles they would please the Father spiritually through the heart. This is where he put his laws in the heart. This is why Apostle Paul said, "Oh, all these hang all the commandments. If you love thy neighbor, it's spiritual. If you keep trying to go back to the earth, what's happening on the earth? Earth, 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 flesh. You get mixed up. The only reason this show, Five Smooth Stone Network, talk about how we're the Israelites." Not so much for our spiritual identity. It's not at all. Moving forward, this has very little to do with our relationship with the Father. To me. To me. 
Because he is a spirit. And we have to worship in spirit and truth. If our spirits are right and our hearts is right, we're going to fulfill all of the law. We're going to please the Father. There will be nobody that's keeping Ten Commandments or any Mosaic law come out and say, hey, you just did this. No, they won't be able to get you if you're doing what I'm saying, if I'm doing what I'm saying. They won't be able to get us on nothing. That's where I'm at. So why do you talk about we being Israel then, brother? To understand why we're in America. So they can tempt people to love the Father more. So why are you talking about us being Israelite, brother? Why are you coming talking about the Hebrew month and the Hebrew this? Why say Shalom and all that? Because this was the heritage of our forefathers on the earth, the greatest people ever walked the earth. I take pride in the flesh, but I don't use it going before the Father. Pride in it. I, I, I push away white supremacy with it. I talk about the greatness of our people to throw off white supremacy, to throw off white supremacy. So why are you talking about us being Hebrew, brother, then, if you just talking it's all spiritual? Because we won't understand why we're in America. We won't understand who these people are. We won't understand our potential. It looks like the Father is picking on us because so many things have happened to us bad, and it just looks like the Father hates us until this revelation happens. So when I talk about we Israelites with fulfilling prophecy, then people can see the love even in our spanking. But if I don't talk about the love, it just look like God don't like us. This is why I talk about us being Israel. Not to glory in the flesh, not to run right here with Hebrew on my neck, put it on our T-shirt. All that is cool. But it means nothing like Paul said. I count it all dumb, doo-doo, for Christ's sake. It means nothing moving forward with the gifts of the Spirit and loving your neighbor. Well, brother, why you you shouldn't even call yourself the five sons? You should no, no, no. You don't understand, brothers and sisters. Those of you that are saying that, I have to tell people who we are. It'll get the the, the thugs and the, those want to be thugs and say, no, brother, you Israel. Yah is your heritage. His name, I want to tell his name, I want to talk about our history. And I want to lead the Gentiles that are listening to the show, I want to show them love. It almost brings tears to my eyes that somebody say, I hear hate on the Five Stone Network. I don't want to be associated with hate. I want whites and blacks and every so-called white, so-called white, uh, so-called black, so-called white, so-called Hispanic, so-called this, so-called that, to feel love. If they don't get nothing, if they don't understand nothing we're saying, I want them to know that those guys really love me. They trying. I like them because they trying. If I don't hear that, my feelings is hurt. I want them to understand the love more than what we're saying. That's what the creator of the five smooth stone, that's me, Brother Seth, is all about. It's about Christ. It's about being a spiritual Jew over the natural Jew. We only talk about the natural Jew to get the peoples of the world to know, hey, hey, folks, we're Israelites. That's why we're going through what we're going through. Quit hating us. Don't abuse us. The Bible says those that bless you, I will bless those that curse you, I will curse. Be careful with how you treat the African American. They're fulfilling prophecy. That's why they were put on those slave ships. 
ain't white people. Don't get too puffed up. The Father used you to enslave us. You don't have no might unless he authorized it. And guess what? Your time of oppression is over. So don't push now because now you're on your own strength and you're going to be judged. And some of them are doing just that. They're pushing. They're killing our boys in the street. For that, they're going to be judged. But they would not be judged just for putting us in slaveship because the Father said he would do it. That's why I talk about us being Israelites on this network. Not to promote hate, not for no down with the white man stuff, not with no black power stuff. None of that. Brother Kenwin, final comments, and yes, we got to wrap up the show. Take your time. Okay. All right. Uh, if you could, can you open up your Bible to uh, Matthew 23 and 3? I told you 3 and 23 earlier. It's 23 and 3. Read it, read it, on. Uh-huh. read it. We trust you. For time for sake. For time sake. Just read it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm driving, but I'm going to paraphrase. Um, it was Christ speaking. And uh, he was basically uh, having a lesson and teaching everybody to do what these Pharisees say. Hold on. Hold Keep on a second. Let law. Me get, you, hold on. Since you're not able to read it, let me, let me pull it up since you're not able to. Okay, okay, no, okay then. All right then. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I thought you could read it, but if you're driving, I got to read it for you, right? Right, right, right. Matthew what? Huh? <laughs> Matthew what? No, that was funny. That was uh, Matthew twenty-three. Okay, Matthew twenty-three. All right, go for it. All right. Uh, uh, I, uh, Matthew 23, and I want to say it was verse 3. And my point about bringing out that particular verse is to kind of uh, paint a picture to show you that the most, uh, that Christ was saying, do what these Pharisees say. You know, keep that law, but don't do as they do. The Pharisees had it bad of telling everybody that's a sin for prostitution, but then turn around and do prostitution. Paul was just referring to that not too long ago in that scripture. I want to say it was Romans, was it two? Talking about how you could be a Jew outwardly, but inwardly, you, you, you know what I'm saying, you're breaking the law. It's like you, it's for nothing. And that's exactly what these Pharisees were doing. And uh, they, they, wasn't, they were telling everybody how they need to keep the law, but behind closed doors, the Christ knew, see. He knew that they was uh, uh, uh wasn't up to no good behind closed doors. Hypocrites. Right? Now, right, but keep in mind. They're eating catfish Christ, behind the door, yeah. Go ahead. Right. Keep in mind, keep in mind, Christ did preach the law, but he preached that spiritual heart, too. He hadn't died yet. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. He hadn't died yet to offer up his blood in lieu. Uh, he didn't offer up his body what? yet. We wrap this show up, everybody. We wrap up the show, everybody, in less than two minutes. Please give us this. Brother, can we please just hold on a second, okay? Christ is on the earth. He was telling everybody to keep the law, but he was doing certain things that looked like he was breaking the law, and when they would say, why are you doing this, he would talk about the spirit 
of the law. Didn't you hear how David and his men ate the showbread? They, they got on him for eating the, the, the you know, uh, eating on the Sabbath. Or, um, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to wrap up here. My mind is racing. But they was getting on him for doing something on the Sabbath. He said, don't you know about how David uh, 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 and his men went and ate the showbread when they was hungry? He was talking about the spirit behind the law. These men was hungry, and what man? He said, "What what person? If they if they mule, which was like their working machine, the thing that worked for you, if it falls in a hole, you won't get it out on the Sabbath. You'll get out your mule because that's how you make your money. You'll do it on the Sabbath." He was trying to show them a higher law. Christ had not died yet. He had not offered up his blood yet. He couldn't say, hey, just trust my blood. So now what we do is we keep the law. We still, let me use another phrase other than keep the law. We obey the Father. That's what it's really all about. That's what it's really all about. We don't, the law was to show you sin, right? Yes. So now we are showed sin. Now we keep the law, but it's more than 613. We do whatever the Holy Spirit says now. So now we keep the law. We don't offend the Father. We have his spirit in us. Not no prophets that got the Spirit to tell us what the Spirit say. Now we have that same Spirit in us. How can we not keep the law when the Spirit of the Father is now in us? That was in the Father who wrote the law. Of course we keep the law. We just say words like we're not under the law. Because Paul said no, the Bible says we're not under the law, but under grace. Because the Bible says no man shall be justified by keeping of the law. So while we keep it, we're not justified by it. Well, why keep it? You keep it to preserve you. You keep any law, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you but not to be justified by it. We don't present it as though you're justified if you do it and condemn if you don't. We're in Christ. We are to obey the Holy Spirit. Nobody that keeps the law, I'm going to say it one more time, and Brother Kim was going to come and we're wrapping the show up. Nobody that loves the law, that watch a person that's truly led by the Holy Spirit, will ever be able to say something against them. Brother, you you won't be able to finish that statement because whatever you're doing, they're going to be doing. You eat, the Father showed them not to eat that, they ain't going to eat it. If the Father showed them not to say that, they ain't going to say it. And they're going to be doing more than the person keeping the law because, like Brother John, he was talking about some things about the ministerial period. A lot of people don't know all that. Holy Spirit is going to show you some things about that. That even the law don't have. You're going to be keeping stuff ain't that's not even in the scriptures because they didn't have the technology. 
Maybe you won't have a cell phone all the time because you know about the radiation. Holy Spirit knows it's causing you this. So you're mm-hmm. going to probably get off the phone. And when people say, why are you not on the phone? Well, the Holy Spirit told me not to be on the phone long. Then later on, scientists will say, well, you know, you already have heard that. You're going to be keeping laws that they don't keep. When they somewhere breaking, doing things to destroy them because they're following 10 or 613, you're going to be doing things to preserve yourself and your relationship with the Father that those that's following or living exclusively by the law won't do. This is why we say we're not under it. Of course we keep laws and we don't offend the Father. So I don't want to say really no more the rest of this show keeping the law. I just want to say we don't offend the Father. If the Father ain't offended, we good. Well, can't win final words, please. Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin. Okay, hold on, everybody. Make sure he can hear me. All right, Brother Kenwin, can you hear me? Okay, I don't think Brother Kenwin can hear me, so I think what I'm going to do is wrap up this show. Um, hopefully everybody else can hear me. Uh, but I'm going to wrap up this show, brothers and sisters. All right, again, you've tuned to the Bible Network. I'm Brother Seth. Uh, let's try this again, brothers and sisters. Still, I tell you. I just, it's such a nice show, and I just don't want him to, uh, I think he can hear me, though. But um, just give me a second, Brother Kimmel. I'm, I'm, I'm rebooting everything. Okay. Yeah, I think we lost Brother Kimmel. So listen, brothers and sisters, I want to thank every single one of you people still holding the phone lines, and I see you. Uh, I think we lost Brother Kimmel. We had this rule, uh, a blog talk had the rule that once we lose you after the show's uh, contracted time of, 10 o'clock, you won't be able to call back. So I'm going to go ahead and just thank y'all for your love tonight, listening. Some of y'all been listening to the whole show, and we really appreciate that, okay? So I'm going to go out with a powerful song and just know at the end of the day we want to please the Father. That's all we're trying to say. Brother Kenwin has his angle. Brother John has his angle. Sister Suzette, and uh, I don't know if we had another call or not. Normally we have a lot, sometimes we have a lot of calls, and then sometimes we have few, sometimes we have none. So I want to thank those that did call the show and those that chatted. Um, ch- no, anyway, thank y'all. All right, Brother Seth is just kind of messing with these computers, and I hate that we lost Brother Kingman, so I'm trying to find it, but I think he just dropped. So anyway, good night. As I say every single show, I love every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Check out this powerful song. This is going to be a nice rap here.